0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to
1: Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup, meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, This is the Overflow Podcast. It's Kimberly Snyder. And I have one of my favorite guests on the show again. I want to welcome Juliana. She's the founder, you'll remember, of Naturally Joyous, Um, She's a holistic menopause transition expert. She's the host of Confidence from Within podcast. We'll make sure to include that link. And now today, I'm thrilled to say she's also the author of a new book called Release, A Women's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend. Let's talk about that. She's a (laughs) functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, board certified by the American Association Natural Wellness Practitioners, She's university trained with a master's degree in science, a registered back flower practitioner and trained also in the human behavior of the D. Martini Institute. She's on a mission and she really is. <laughs> uh, I lean on her. She's on a mission to provide a new model for, I would say, empowerment. Um, you would say for care of weight loss for women during the men- menopause transition and postmenopause what she calls weight release, moving away from the diet mindset and really helping us women find confidence from within. Yes.
0: Welcome, Juliana. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Welcome. so much, Cam. It's great to be back for our second episode. So yes, it
1: is. And you've written a book and I think it's so well named release. I think there's a, an entire sense of um, empowerment that you have given by naming it release.
0: Thank you. Welcome. And it's very much the, the concept there, right? I think not just, you know, the book is not about weight loss. And this is something that I like to, you know, mention up front, even though I do reference weight throughout the book as one of the primary, I'll say pain points that I address in my work, but it's very much what you said is about empowering women, especially in midlife when priority starts to shift, stress Often is higher, and you know, our perception of time and having our life fully ahead of us is different. Everything feels more permanent, you know, after we hit 40 and beyond. And the book is very much to empower you through physical health, through your body, through becoming the best friend, so that all areas of life can benefit. So, yes,
1: it's beautiful. And I think in there, in your book, you talk about release. Uh, or the mindset of release. Yes. I really think there's something about the mindset of releasing. So rather than it's a diet, it's a formula, it's a book I must read, uh, a recipe I have to follow, you're actually calling it a mindset.
0: Yes. And the perception, the concept there is that, and I'll use loss briefly as an example. When you think about it, Often we're trying or taught to change the body by getting rid of parts of it, belly fat, love handles, whatever it is that women don't like. Right. But the the mindset of release brings the shift inside of you because I. 100% believe and know that your physical body is an expression of your inner world. So yeah, it can do temporary fixes on the outside. But if the inner chaos, the inner world is not at peace, we're continually going to be on the fight. And you see this sometimes people do, you know, lose a lot of weight and they look in the mirror and they can't see it any differently, right? Because their inner world is basically stuck on the old way of looking at things and believing things. So that's why I focus on it inside and release is the best word I feel that represents it because it's almost like oh, this, you know, release of everything that has to go that doesn't serve you anymore. And I would say the biggest one for women in the work I do is expectations. I would say that is the biggest thing we release early on of I should do this, I should look this way, you know, all the should, should, should. That is one of the main things we focus on releasing early on. So you can start to feel more like you, accept that's beautiful enough, that is good enough and really become that leader of your own health rather than following, like you said, the diet and all the things, all these external rules that may or may not be right for you.
1: I I often think about, you know, gosh, it's been a pandemic. So we're recording this in 2022. It's been a pandemic and women have taken care of their businesses and their teams, and they've been worried about their families and both like their family's health as well as their financial well-being and their safety. There's been a lot of fear. You know, yeah. it's been it's been a pandemic and I would say there's this sense of fear and lack of control. And equally what I would like to promote, Juliana, is you know, the women that I see are actually high achievers. And many right. women and I know they're listening today, many mm-hmm. women have been high achievers. They have um, completed their MBA. They've lost 25 pounds. Um, they've actually made decisions in their life that are way better for them that they might've been stuck in. Um, and yet, you know, Juliana, they're so humble and shy and reserved and they don't, they, I wish more women would share their accomplishments. And I think there's a layer of the fear and all the multitasking and and the world on their shoulders, um, and that they've had to take care of everything with the world on their shoulders and also the expectations that others have had on them or they perceive they have on them. Yeah. But there are also women who have been accomplishing great things. And I think that comes down to, uh, mindset as well as like you're talking about this sense of like inner turmoil where somehow because they're able to control their their chaos and their um, inner, all the things that are going on inside, they've been able to control the exterior.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And from what you said, Kim, I also see like some women very much, like you said, like maybe on the over humble side of the spectrum, when the perception is that the world is out of control, that so many people are struggling financially and otherwise. If you are doing great, you know, sometimes people feel a little, oh, like I may not want to rub it on everybody's, you know, face alone and stuff and that over humbleness. But I think what I would invite women to do is potentially shift how you look at your own success, right? Because there is a difference. And I think it's on the energy that we bring to the table. There's a difference between, thinking, oh, I am so amazing, better than everybody else. I don't want to show off to that's one side of the coin to the other side that I am a role model. I was able to navigate through crazy times and chaos and still find a silver lining, still find the opportunities. And I think that is such a different energy, potentially same amount of success on on the front. But I think it's how that person perceives our success because anytime we are in pride even if we've done great things that is still not an authentic version of ourselves but when you present yourself really grounded on my success is not because I'm better than somebody else my success is because I'm actually on my own lane doing the work I'm here to do there's such an empowering and such a you know exciting modeling of what is possible. And I think that is the energy that I welcome women to tap into and, and show up as opposed to hiding because they didn't want to obsess somebody else that they perceive are not doing as well. If that makes sense.
1: Totally makes sense. I love how you say I invite women. Well said, well said, oh, instead of standing kind of on the soapbox and pointing fingers and I love how you say I invite women and you're right. It's not an over show off. It's not an, it's not a boastful, you know, imagine if you lost 25 pounds and you got your MBA and um, you know, all the things that women high achieving, beautiful, stunning, brilliant, smart women have achieved through the Pandemic, imagine if we celebrated each other and said,
0: Exactly, wow,
1: A, I'm celebrating you. And B, there's a spark in me that wants to achieve more or make a change or make a decision. Or I love that you invite them. And I love that you are promoting or reminding us to be a role model. And then we can, others can take on as they can decide to navigate their own journey and their own goals and their own. Whatever is their overflow is is what I is what I would say.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if and I think that's exactly what you said is, you know, allowing them to navigate their own stories, right? Because us not putting ourselves out there as a proactive measure to not trigger other people, (laughs) you know, we are one, assuming they would, and maybe they would not even, they may just celebrate very much like you said, but two, like everybody outside of you is just a mirror to you, right? So even if you go out there with the most kindness you can possibly muster and you still trigger somebody, say, close to you, most people would think that's a bad thing. I don't think so. Like, basically, you're awakening a part of them that needed a little shaking. So maybe even if they felt triggered, it may still Open is beautiful. It may be like the catalyst of a beautiful transformation for them. Like we perceive a trigger is always a negative thing, but I don't think so. Like even anger is such a good, you know, energy pusher to get us out of stagnation. Don't, no emotion is good or bad. It's both. Right. So I would say as long as you're clear that when you're putting yourself there, you're being integral, you're in gratitude. Authentic,
1: you're For sure
0: you know, that is all that you have to do. That's all you have to worry about. And then let the world worry about their own interpretations of your success. Um, but the more you shine a light out, the more everybody benefits, even if they don't right away understand that's what's going on. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. (laughs)
1: That's powerful. So tell me a little bit about your book. I'm interested in, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book? And I also want you to comment on, um, it's it's talking about midlife. So the woman's body in midlife and why that's so important. So tell me.
0: Yes. Thank you. First of all, about the book what I would say is that writing this book was probably the most vulnerable thing I have ever done. And that surprised me because I put, I put myself in a lot of vulnerable situations. At least I thought I had throughout my whole career, a lot of public speaking and you know, being asked whatever questions and things like that. So anyway, so it was very vulnerable to me. I would say the moment you take 10 years of your career and you condense it, that's hard to do, but you condense it in a way that's logical to not just my brain, but everyone else. And then you have editors and publishers and all these other advanced readers reading yeah. and telling what they think of your work, which basically is my life's work. It was so vulnerable, like opening some of the emails. I was like terrified, to be honest. Oh, what would people think? Would they even understand where I'm coming from and those things? And it was such a special experience for me because it showed me that I'm still playing safe, you know, (laughs) in a way, no matter how much how brave I thought I was because like, wow, I'm still playing safe. And it has really helped me, you know, look at my vulnerabilities and look at the the fears that I have and go deeper and deeper in my own inner work. So I'll say that has been the primary benefit so far that I've received from writing the book. It was a 10 year dream, right? That I had and timing was right the resources appear it was just like the perfect set of circumstances even though it felt imperfect at the same time and I just knew in my gut this is it my husband's like all in let's do this <laughs> so that's basically how it happened but the intention of the book is you know to shed some light into something that I feel is not talked about enough and even for my studies like if you look at my entire career, everything I've done, looking at women's health, there's so much focus on fertility and on our menstrual cycle. So much focus, so many practitioners, so much attention on it. But, and I I get it, you know, like the point of the species is to reproduce itself, right? Totally understand. Yes. But what happens the moment, right? That that is no longer a woman's priority, as intramenopause, right? And I found that, yes, there's, of course, people and practitioners on that space. But there is a lot of information that's too stigma, taboo. It's not openly talked about, especially on the corporate level, which I know is, you know, your jam. And it's something that I want to bring more and more to the table that a woman in the workforce, a lot of women leave the workforce because of not being able to either manage their menopausal symptoms or get accommodations for it, right? The younger women on the workforce, you know, may not know what's coming up so that if they did, they could maybe, you know, work on their health differently to prepare the man in in the whole corporate world, have a woman at home, that's probably not all but many that are probably going through the same symptoms and them being more knowledgeable, they can better support their spouse, right. So there's all this, like, I think there's such a need for, you know, a real caring, genuine interest in midlife. And I, love that age demographic I think women are fierce and strong and they're more honest they're ready to take care of themselves and that for me is just so exciting so I wrote the book specifically for that woman we don't talk about your period we don't talk about what happens before it's somebody else's job we really talk about looking at yourself from a mindset standpoint but also hormonally understanding what is changing in your body, because that's kind of like a big piece of the puzzle so that you have a playbook for midlife. So you know what you expect. You understand the body, you accept the body, and now we you know how to take care of the body in that phase in your life. So that was sort of like in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> and this whole concept of a mindset and a confidence from within the, I think that's very powerful that yes, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about midlife and menopause. And I think, like you said, women who are fierce and strong are ready to, it's not just a formula. It's not just a a diet book. It's actually a mindset and a
0: sense, a sense of confidence. Exactly. Because I would say almost not hundred percent, but almost any diet can work for anyone if the other stuff is under control, right? But if you're, say, eating super clean, maybe overly rigidly clean, and then you come home so unfulfilled, stressed, frustrated, and then you go to for, you know, calming down or cooling your nerves is a glass of wine that becomes stew, and then a little snack. You know, that is a vicious cycle that doesn't matter how clean you ate all day, it's still not, you know, the healthiest version that you could have right like I feel that what women really seek in the whole process is utter freedom to be themselves right but we feel that the freedom to be themselves is the the consequence what you get and I flip it backwards and I say it's when you become your free self that's what you get the body you want right it's backwards
1: (laughs) basically And it's the free, it really, I love even the word freedom, like similar to release. I love freedom that it's, it is freedom to be you and, and authentically genuinely you not the expectation or the label um, that you think the team, the business society, your parents, I don't know, label you or, or expect of you. It's actually the freedom to choose and be the woman you want to be. However you define success, not how exactly. they, them, other generations
0: tell you what it should be. Exactly. That's right. That's and this right. is like chapter one, Kim, on the book. <laughs> we look, who are those authority figures telling you all those things? Like we work on a little exercise to identifying those Because once you're clear, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, those are the voices, you know, some of them, like my youngest memory of one of those authority voices, I was two and a half years old, and I was able to tap into the memory, regardless of did it happen exactly that way or not? That is the truth in my mind, right, of what happened back then, that I, you know, was the good girl that didn't you know, speak loudly her opinions and all those things because of whatever happened, which is very interesting. So that is such an important piece of knowing who are those voices that we are putting on this pedestal that they know better. But what I have realized over not just all these years, but also talking to women, interviewing women, you know, in my podcast for the last two years and so on, a lot of women struggle to even know what they want it's almost like they do, but it's very surface level. Like it's not the really daring big goal. This is the vision I have for myself, you know, and in part, it could be fear not getting there. So it's better to not even say it out loud. Uh, It could be some other, you know, self-limiting reasons, but I feel that really deciding what it wants, no matter how unrealistic it seems. (laughs) And I'm not saying then you go and, get that done in a week like it could be like your life's work but I think giving self permission to know okay I'm listening to voices that are somebody else's opinions maybe not my own but now okay once I know that is there what do I actually want like what is my real goal and purpose and intention here and I think that is an important question to contemplate And see, if you can't write it down, then we have to work on that first, right? Before the diet, before the workouts and so on. Because I think that's more important. That's more core to you getting anything long-term.
1: I can imagine that relating to you saying it was vulnerable to write a book. Because again, gosh, when I think about the pandemic, you know, it really was survival um there was a lot of fear who knew what was going to be on the yeah. news the next day and families and at, at a distance and local um and so we really were in survival mode and uh you know god willing let's 2022 we don't we don't have to go into this again but we haven't i would say i'm with you juliana is that many of us Um, And I would include the high achieving women. Like they haven't really taken time to pause and reflect and think they haven't had the headspace. So I can imagine the vulnerability of writing a book and writing, thinking, really going deep on, on childhood memories and patterns that why is that a pattern for me? I can imagine. Um, And I love the challenge to go big. I love what is your big daring goal? What do you really want? And really deciding. And so I hope this book, I've put my order in for the book, so I'm on the list. I'm looking forward to an autographed copy, Um, but I'm looking forward to the book to to really have a guide to help me walk through and wonder and maybe challenge my mindset, challenge Mm -hmm. patterns, um, as well as. I also see that there's an educational component that no, we haven't really talked about midlife, menopause, all that. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the education as well as um, challenging me on my mindset and, and maybe even causing me to. I imagine listening to it actually. Um, so I imagine uh-huh. listening to the book and walking because I, I walk the dog and I listen. Yeah. And so I can, I actually imagine myself walking and pausing, literally stopping in my tracks and thinking. Have I thought about that? Have I wondered about that? So yeah. I really look forward to listening to it. And, and oh. I expect you to stop me in my tracks, Julie.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I have used myself often in the book as an example because a lot of times those mindset concepts can be very theoretical, right? And I feel it's sometimes hard to really, how does this apply to me? So I usually start with the bigger picture. This is the concept that I want you to contemplate. And then either myself or, you know, somebody else's uh, clients and so on like actual stories so that everybody can actually conceptualize and put it into practical terms I think that is something very important to me to make science of any kind really practical and approachable which sometimes it isn't right Um, so that is a, a big intention in the book but very much like you said Kim is to make you think of things that we may have heard before in a completely different way to really sort of start opening little you know gaps of inspiration in our minds, so that we can see things from this new perspective, right? that That is what my hope is. Almost like we all, especially the women that I work with and normally speak to, they know what to do. They have most pieces of the puzzle. There's a couple missing. So my job has always been to give the missing pieces and then get rid of some extra ones that are not needed for their beautiful picture. And help it click, right? So that it's kind of like visually in my head how I see the work that I do. We simplify, and missing, and then it clicks, which is the understand the body, accept the body, and then take care of the body. And that is how the release really takes place. And that is, in a way, the sequence of events as well, because I feel I like to start a knowledge, like to really calm the intellectual mind of the women that we both love to serve, because our intellectual mind kind of runs the show, <laughs> then when we accept the body, we drop it to the heart, right? And then we conceptually understand, now let's feel it. And then to take care of the body is a combination of both. So it's what really want to integrate mind and body, body and mind, right? And that's what, how sort of, in a way, the sequence of events take place.
1: That's brilliant. And I would say, Juliana, like women uh, and smart, smart women, high achievers, they're high achievers, they're brilliant and outstanding in the fields that they're in and in, in their expertise. And that's why we look to people like yourself who are experts. So yeah, I'm smart enough to understand the concept, the strategy, um, you know, the big picture, but we come to you because you've you've thought about the strategy you've thought about the bigger picture and it's now bringing it local to, to us to, like you said, to our mind and our heart and for us to action, because again, I would say smart women, they're, they're smart women. They're brilliant. They are outstanding in their field. They know, they know the formula. um, They know, you know, how to pick up a a recipe book and how to read it. And I, I think they're coming to you because they need the guide who translates it from this is the concept. And I love how you're saying, this is the concept, bring it down local to yourself, but even like click it into your heart. And then once it clicks, once you've made a a connection in your heart, that it is truly meaningful, empowering uh, confidence from within. Then I think that's when they're going to take action and they're taking action because much of what's going on inside them, the turmoil or, Uh, the frustrations, the chaos of life, but because they've been able to deal with the inside, now they're able to take action and release.
0: Exactly. Yes. And it's that whole inner mastery. Like that is really what the concept is, you know? And leadership is- you know, a lot of the concepts, even the big picture ones are from leadership training that I brought back into health and wellness, right? Or specifically applied to health and wellness. And I would say leadership is actually a very important part of the process because a lot of times what I feel happens, especially when you're working with practitioners or, or experts, like I said, we are looking outside of us for somebody else's guidance to tell us what to do, right? Yeah. What My work is the way I work differently is that I teach you how to know what to do for yourself. So you're listening to your body, understanding your body, therefore being the leader of your own health rather than delegating that to someone else. Like I do all the thinking, organizing, planning, all that stuff for you, but I still bring the power back to you, not a diet, not a protocol, right? And I think that's a slight but important point of difference Because the truth is, Kim, like, and I think the number one thing that women tell me that they struggle with is motivation to keep going, right? So let's just say, for example, very busy family lives, very busy careers, not a lot of time for the quotation self-care to work on their diets and stuff like that, right? So their hormones are suffering, their body's suffering, they're exhausted, all those things. I say to women, like, for motivation to be sustained, It has to come from inside of you. And the only way for that to be the case is when your actions are aligned with your value structure, with your priorities. If you are not doing something right now, it's because it is not in alignment. And a lot of the strategies in weight loss, for example, are not in alignment with a lot of those busy women that we work with. They're not. Otherwise, we will be doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if you're not somebody that goes to the gym seven days a week, because that's why you value and prioritize me just telling you that you have to, no. is not going to change. Even if, like? even
1: if you drove us, even if you drove the woman, like I will drive you too. like, she still got to choose to put on her runners and
0: exactly. Right. And do we know exercise is healthy? Yeah, but it's not enough, right? Because Not a single muscle in our bodies move without motive and motive is driven by our, you know, inner priorities and our essence, essentially. So what I show to women is that it is not your fault that you don't want to meal, plan, clean, cook. It's not, it's just not the most important thing to you. So let's find out a strategy that works with who you are rather than putting all these things on extra on your plate that you're not going to be able to sustain, Mm -hmm. right? So inner motivation is essentially getting very clear who you are, not what you wish to be, what you like, what you dislike. We delegate, we outsource, we do whatever we have to with the things you don't want to do. But in a way, that is the only way I think, no matter what you're trying to do, career-wise, health-wise, fitness-wise, sure, you may not be able to outsource your fitness (laughs) routine, that's a different story. But inner motivation is the key to everything. And a lot of women are adding more and more to their busy plates because they believe that's what they should do. And then they cannot keep it long-term. They feel guilty. That is a cycle that I want to break. Right. Right.
1: And I, I'm just focusing on and thinking about the inner motivation because these women, these high achievers, they are motivated. They absolutely yes. are. They, they are running big teams. They are achieving great things. They're, mm-hmm. they are humble Um, they are very respectful of others, um, but they are high achievers. And so that's why I think, yeah, having you as a guide and I love the, the subtle, the subtle point, um, but critical is yes, I'm your guide, but I'm, I'm your guide, like not your chauffeur. Like it's still like, (laughs) I'm going to guide you. I'm going to help bring the concepts and strategies, but I'm helping what I hear you saying is I'm helping you find what works and what motivates you in your core. Here's the strategy. Yeah. Here's the thinking. Um, and here's the education, the nuggets I can imagine. Um, but yeah. it does, it's what are the things that motivate, motivate you? Because I, I do think they are inner motivated. And so exactly, it's something about right now, the release uh, but the they're
0: week. inner motivated on the things that are very important to them, yes. career and other things. And so, for example, I'll use, you know, house chores as an example here. Sure. Like I am so inner motivated for learning, teaching business that any, you know, mentor program that I ever purchased, if they offered accountability support, I never took place, uh, took part in that. I don't want that. I don't need that because my source of inner motivation is so strong. I normally go in a faster pace than what the group is doing, right? I do double the work because I want to, which may sound a little crazy, but I think a lot of the high-performing Taipei women are this way, right? However, if I love an organized clean house, but I have no motivation to get that done, you know, like laundry and stuff. So if I were to force myself to do that, I would require a lot of motivation. Somebody coming in and the, the fear of somebody seeing my house being a mess, like all those very unhealthy patterns to motivate me, quotations, on getting the house done, right? Because I am not motivated to do the house chores for some reason. So what I've done is that I outsource them and negotiated with my husband and he has taken, I'll say 90, 95% of the chores off my plate, right? Especially during COVID, we weren't willing to, you know, bring people in for cleaning and stuff like that. So I do very little to any of those things that I don't want to anymore. Because if I were to stop doing what I want and go work on the chores, right or wrong, it would just deplete my energy so much because it's not something that I'm aligned with and that I want to do, even though I want the outcome of the clean house, right? So that is what I call a goal conflict. So when you address, when you realize there's a conflict, that is such an easy way to get demotivated, to blame yourself, to feel guilty, and that just wastes energy, right? So be realistic, look at the conflict, and then see, can you delegate parts of it? Can you get rid of parts of it? You know, in a way, like for some people, it's just don't do it. Like, just let the whole be a mess. If that bothers you more than, you know, having to do the work, now can you delegate it? It really go through this, like, like I call it the inner motivator blueprint, which is literally like, Yes or no answer, go to the next level. Yes or no answer. So it's like a very logical for the Taipei mind um, little blueprints to see if you're outside of your priorities and alignment, your motivation is going to suffer and you're going to go into the blaming cycle. So I bring it back to what do you most want? What is important to you? Spend most of your time there and you're going to be the healthiest, happiest person. Regardless of what you put in your mouth, <laughs> basically, it comes before that. The mindset comes before the food.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm just, I keep translating. You know, I can see all these business women who are leaders of teams and, and big businesses. And you know what, Juliana? They invest time in building their strategy and really thinking about their strengths, um, yeah. their team strengths their one-year plan, their three-year plan, their 10-year plan, they, they invest and in they vision. They probably build a blueprint. What a great, right? They probably build yeah. a blueprint of, okay, yeah, I don't know exactly how we're gonna get there, but these are their priorities. They probably have company values that they list, that they align. Yeah. Um, And then even how you're saying invest most of your time in the things that you are good at and the things that you love to do. And so I'm sure you, I'm talking to the women who are listening. I'm sure you do what you do best. And if you invested in your strengths and all the things that you are really good at and then engage a team newsflash, you can also do it on a personal note, get a cleaning person if that's important to you or meal prep, all the things And so this, I feel like this is a challenge out to the listeners around, you know, if you're doing that for you and your team and your business, um, I think release the conversation with you, Juliana is to challenge you to put that same mindset, that same vision and thinking that same empowerment you have for you and your team on your self-care on what you are working on personally. And wow, that is to me is so cool.
0: what it is to be the leader for your own health, right? So, uh, you know, just to give like a vocabulary here. So when you think of core values in a business, right? The core values in a business is essentially what I call in the personal level, your inner priorities. Those are the top three things that this is literally who you are, what's, what you stand, for, you stand for, really that driving force right. behind, right?
1: right. And, and you touch that at every decision like a leader would touch their values at every decision about hiring or firing or promoting all the things they probably do that in their personal life too so those are my top like guides my north star for every decision
0: for every decision if it doesn't touch go on
1: and motivator
0: yes because if a task say in your personal life does not touch your personal core values it's just going to Either not work out or derail the whole process. No different than in a business, right? When you talk about mission statement in a business, you know, the parallel in the personal side that I see is what I call like your real true why for wanting that. It's the very, because even for weight loss, can I say to people, you're not after a number on the scale, you're not after fitting in whatever size pants you want, you're after a feeling. Every single person is after a feeling that we perceive we will feel when the scale agrees with whatever number we have in our heads. But what if you can get the feeling without having to fight with the scale, right? So I help women find the feeling and hold the feeling regardless of the scale. The scale will catch up eventually and it does, right? So it's very much the mission in a the, in the business becomes then that true why which is like chapter two of the book. (laughs) So when you really uncover that why, and I do my, I share my actual exercise in the book that I take clients through, the moment you hit it, it's almost like if you have a very mission-driven business or you work for a very mission-driven company, the mission of why you get up every day is so empowering. It's a fire that just lights you up. And that is what I help you find in your personal life as well. Because by being the healthiest version of you, you become the biggest, best leader in your business, right? It is just such a direct correlation. You're a better leader in your family. You're more capable of long working the hours and traveling the world and making all the money or whatever you want to do in your life. So those are the two main correlations there. And then when it comes to very much, like you said, the team building side, right? I had a client that she realized because of tax breaks or whatever it was, that it was more beneficial for her to hire a home assistant rather than a business assistant to take care of all the chores, and a lot of that. So when she spent time with her family, she was so present because all the things she did not want to do were done for her, you know, but it was a better tax break for some reason that I don't understand. I don't remember what as right opposed here? to hiring an assistant in her actual business. And most people think it's justifiable to hire business wise, but they really under-resourced themselves in their personal lives. And the whole I don't know, like concept of being a superwoman. I say, you can do everything you want in life, but it doesn't have to be all at the same time, you know, and you don't have to do it all alone. So anywhere from building your wellness team to, you know, your home team or whatever team, I think it is giving permission to delegate, be a little creative. You know, if, you know, you don't want to have like during COVID, like another person in your house, what other family members in there could actually help in a way that, they'll be happy to, but you just never ask them, right? Like it's very much delegating rules that you don't want to do anymore so that you can be so aligned with your essence that everybody benefits.
1: And, and you're, you're so on my um, overflow, my concept of overflow, because you're exactly <laughs> right. I totally believe if we are filling ourselves up, because the podcast was going to be called, um, you know, uh, fill up your cup. And these women who are listening, I know, I know a lot of these women and they're, they don't need to fill up their cup. Their cup is overflowing. And that's exactly right. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. Like when we take care of ourselves, when we fuel ourselves with whatever that is, whether that is um, accomplishing your next big job, leading your team, running a business, it also includes the confidence from within. And if, weight and weight journey, menopause, that is part of our journey as well. When we take care of ourselves, then we can accomplish great things. Uh, We can meet the uh, obstacles and the trials of life with strength, with fierceness. I love that you said fierce with power. When we take care of ourselves, we can face life's challenges and accomplish so much. And back to the, where we started at the beginning, empower and celebrate And hopefully inspire, lift others up to also share their story. Because I can tell you, I know other women are writing books um during a pandemic and accomplishing great things. And so let's celebrate each other. I'm celebrating you, Juliana. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Kim. And I just want to add one final thought here because something is had triggered this thought in my mind. The whole concept of self-care. Um, this is something that I wanted to sort of share quickly, my perspective on it, because Thank you. coming from my perspective, as you know, of very Taipei, you know, lots on the goal. <laughs> I, it's true. I used to be told, you know, before I think now because I don't resonate with that anymore, that I don't hear that as much anymore. But I used to be told, oh, you're so busy all the time. You need more time for rest and self-care and all those things. Right. But I came to realize that my style of self-care is very different. Than other women, right? And that is okay. So for me, I receive more fulfillment, enjoyment. And you know, I feel more refreshed when I'm doing the crazy lifestyle that I want and having an amazing day and interviews and this and that, than taking a bubble bath. Nothing exactly. against the bubble bath, but that doesn't relax me. You know, like sometimes I'm in the bubble bath and my mind is just having ideas, having Why ideas, am I you know? here
1: all wet? I can't take notes. <laughs> it's I can't like, record a yes. message. Exactly.
0: I, I almost, it was in my Amazon car, but I didn't purchase, but I was going to buy this waterproof post-its that I could leave in the shower when I had <laughs> ideas. I'm serious. And I said, no, I don't need to do that. This is extreme. So anyways, uh, but I just wanted to say that as permission Welcome. for women, that your self-care is you doing what you want. And releasing the expectations of what you should do—that is self-care in my books, regardless of what the form it takes. Even if you're quotations at work, as long as you're fulfilled, loving what you do, empowering others, lifting others, sharing the world—that for me is more than enough to care for myself. And yeah, some days I just want to be off. That day I do that, or go out with my husband and do something else. I do that, but it's not that constriction that now it's self-care time I need to schedule it in and squeeze it in which we were told so many times it could take any form as long as you release expectations of what it should do and you do what you actually want to do your resilience and your excitement and your health will be so much better for it. I love the release I just wanted to add that last point I
1: love it I love it and it's true it's not always about it's not the traditional bubble bath I I'm I'm totally, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you on that.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: I love, as I've said, I I love the title release. I think it is so empowering. I love the concept of the mindset of release and how you talked about inner motivation rather than external um, drives and external expectations and shoulds. Yeah. Um, I really love the connection to how we build strategies and blueprints for us in our careers and in our, excuse me, for our teams and our businesses. And what a concept that we actually, um, it's time as we, as we approach midlife and uh, menopause and all that, that maybe we create that same, we honor ourselves and create that same blueprint and, and pause and reflect and really think about what drives us, what motivates us. Yeah, I love that, Juliana. And where? So I let's talk about where we can follow you. I know I love following you on Instagram, but where can we follow you? And where can we get this book?
0: Yay! Thank you, Cam. So Instagram is probably the best way because you know the link is like the hub for everything else. Yes. So my handle is naturally dot joyous. So that's a great place, and you can DM us, and it's easy access to everything we do. And in terms of the book, the best way is to go to naturallyjoyous.ca/slash book, and you're going to be able to read more about it. Check the bonuses. I have some cool bonuses for the book. Yay! There are bonuses there are bonuses. Yes. So for, depending on how this releases, but for the pre-order bonus, what I decided to do at the end of the book, I have this, you know, wellness contract I call, which is like a commitment that we make to ourselves, our bodies and our family. So I hired a female artist and she hand drew a visual of this butterfly metamorphosis as the illustration for the wellness contract, because that's very much the, You know, analogy that I'm making the book of us, you know, spending the first half of our life constricted in this cocoon developing and midlife being when the cocoon is able to break free and you choose what type of butterfly you want to be. So she illustrated that and I'm sending that as a hard copy so you can sign your name with the signed copy of the book after the book is released when it's on Amazon and stuff that will be available digitally. So uh, the person can print it, but for the pre-orders, I'm actually sending a hard copy with the book of the little contract. So, yes.
1: I'm so excited. Yay. We will find you on naturally.joyous on Instagram, which is quite enjoyable and lovely just to enjoy. And yes, naturallyjoyous.ca um, for the book book Gosh, book yes. for the book that's right and yes. the and the pre-order bonus which we will strongly <laughs> encourage yeah, um, anything else that you'd like to share juliana i think it's been so juicy so wonderful inspiring and uh, empowering anything thank else you, you would Kim? share
0: i would say the last thing i'm to share and it's really one of the things that one of my earlier mentors said that anything in life you cannot be grateful for becomes your baggage and I think we come to this life like the the picture that I give the women that I work with is that you come in to anything you do with a huge backpack very heavy lots of fears expectations limiting beliefs all those things right and true acceptance of reality as it is acceptance of all the struggles you've gone through the moment you're able to tip that scale to gratitude even for things such as the pandemic which I know is a big one to swallow the moment you develop gratitude for all those micro moments and big moments in your life everything changes like you start to see the world with such wonder and curiosity and excitement and I feel I have a real privilege to have been cracked open you know if that makes sense uh through everything I went through health-wise and so on and this is really like I think the overlying arch of the work I do that I want to welcome women to do that if there's something you're feeling caring that's not sitting right that just feels like this burden let's look at neutralize that and finding gratitude for it and it will neutralize see neutralize it the freedom that comes with them yeah
1: that's a great tip <laughs> that's a great tip even the pandemic challenge even the
0: pandemic find the find the grace exactly there's a silver lining to everything and the moment that the mind equilibrates that it sees the balance of both sides right that is when we start to neutralize because the goal is not to be like you know polarized the other way. The goal is really to find that neutrality that you see. Everything has benefits. Everything has pros and cons. Yes. Yes. right I hear that, that, that. That's what I would reinforce. I would say,
1: really listen to, to, to your message there, Juliana, is that everything has positives and negatives. Yes. So I think we, we would all agree there's a negative, like the we can tip the scales even our strengths right people will often say well exactly there's, there's a negative to them like right but do you hear her also saying there's a positive to everything like we so quickly so what a great yeah. what a great reminder there that actually there is a silver lining there is a positive and upside yeah not to say not to be all rainbows and unicorns but there is a positive there is yeah like, find, find the silver lining and imagine what that might do to your inner like as you're saying, the heart-mind connection, like imagine how that would impact your motivation,
0: your drive, your sense of empowerment, your sense of authenticity. It's beautiful. And then it's like taking that heavy backpack off your shoulders and you go, oh, you know, that in itself, it's a mental release more than a physical one. Or for some people, it translates into physical health as well, because they've been Holding so tight to things, right, so that everything goes according to plan. Especially, like you said, like the women. Like I also plan the, you know, one, three, five years ahead type of thing. Yes. But what I do now, just as a quick side here, I say I plan with pencil, right? So I plan yes. with the intentions, but it could be, it could come true in a different form That's or right. better, right? Yes, yes. as opposed to a lot rewritten. of the rigidity.
1: Yes. Yep. And I would say too, on the note of the backpack, yes, we can take the backpack off, put it down, but do you know what else? The silver lining would be, look how strong I am. Like I have carried it. I have walked that path. I have had those challenges or those sadnesses in my life. And like, look how strong I am.
0: Like actually, yeah. Just to contemplate that thought, Kim, like, like if I were to sit on that thought, I, I think I'll get tears of gratitude in my eye for that contemplation, you know. And I think too for me, like with my 15 plus years of chronic pain, mm-hmm. carrying the weight of the show, uh, the weight of the world on my shoulders was yes. always the feeling I had. And the one day, and I talk about this, I think in the book that I had like a like a healing session with a special person, and for 30 minutes, I did not feel pain. This is a few years ago. I cried so profoundly because I thought, oh my gosh, like this is how much pressure and weight I've been carrying all these years. Like it was such a humbling experience to feel physically, feel freedom for those 30 minutes, you know? So it's something that really marked me. And it's almost like a point of reference now that I use to see how close to myself I am or how far have I gone, (laughs) you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Good luck and all best, um, all best wishes with the book and the book Thank sales you. and the promotion. Um, we will we will be posting and promoting you as well. And Thank I do you. really value you. At, excuse me, I'm getting choked up as a as a mm-hmm. friend, but also as a guide, someone who has thought about you know these big concepts, and you are able to bring it down to okay, how do we connect it to the heart, and how are you motivated? your value. So I I truly appreciate that you can bring the big concepts down um, into manageable, but then you also, there's this beautiful, I call it a guide in the sense that you're like walking side by side with me, but it's still me that needs to make those choices or make it a priority, make it important. And so I truly value you, I guess what I'm getting at. And thank you. Thank you for being here
0: today. Thank you so much Kim my pleasure likewise like you're such a beautiful soul there's so much joy and light to you and I'm very grateful that our, our paths crossed when you did and that we were able to really continue to, to walk side by side so thank you. I hope this podcast feels like a guide
1: in your ear encouraging a shift in your mindset boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.